0: Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy, collect coming through they about to let it, let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a
1: seat. Yeah. Life loving comics is the, the place to be. He's a comic book writer, she's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Tell comic corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the the bungalow, it's our playground. Yeah, welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show, Cindy. And Come about the let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat. Yeah, life loving comics is the place to be be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of snake Mountain. Let's go.
0: There comes a moment in every marriage where you have to determine. If you trust your spouse. And Cindy, yes. this is your moment. Oh, boy. This is your moment to determine how much you trust me. Because I have a very important question.
1: Oh, boy. Let's hear it.
0: Do you trust me with power tools? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no.
0: <laughs> well, too bad because I just ordered a bunch. What? So. Yeah, uh, I've decided that, uh, I've gone too long without power tools in the house.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: I mean, and, and I want to, uh, I've also decided that I'm going to create the greatest Halloween yard of all time.
1: Well, you're just tired of having all your appendages, going?
0: <laughs> I am. I am, but, uh. It just just dawns on me how much easier a lot of my plans for Halloween, maybe not this Halloween, but for Halloween's future, (laughs) a lot of my plans would be so much easier if I just had power tools. And uh, it's been too long since I've had them. All right. So I've always been a little afraid of power tools.
1: Uh, With good reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I can use them, but when I was in ninth grade, I uh, I cut my hand very badly on a power tool in wood shop.
1: That's putting it mildly. <laughs> yes,
0: it uh, it was a it was a horrific incident in wood shop, and uh, I cut my hand on a jointer, and a, a jointer. And we may have talked about this before, probably have, but uh, a jointer is uh, basically a, a big electric planer, and you take your wood and you run it through the planer, and it. Uh,
1: What's
0: a planer? A planer makes wood smooth. Okay. So you, you run it across the wood like a hand planer. You just scrape it across the wood and okay. it scrapes off the, the stuff and makes it smooth. And a, a joiner is a big machine like a table. and has a drum on it with three long <laughs> blades that spin really fast. <laughs> and you plane your wood through it. And uh, in when I was in Woodshop, one of the blades on the <gasps> joiner kicked up just at a little angle. <laughs> and... Uh, it kicked the wood and the handguard out from under me, and my hand uh, landed on the barrel and it just ran over my hand <laughs> for a second or so um, and where the Where the blade had kicked up, it dug into my flesh, so I got these little scars all over, but then all everywhere else it just planed the skin off my oh, hand completely, God. and to the point like you I lift my hand oh. and there was basically a a gl- it looked like a glove hanging off my. Off my wrist, <laughs> where my uh, that you know, this hanging off my hand, uh, that looked like a, an empty, bloody glove hanging off my wrist. So that was uh, a that was disgusting. awful. And I, even though I've used power tools since then, I've always been a little hesitant with them, and that's why I've never bought them. But uh, I think some of the stuff I want to do for our Halloween yard requires them, and uh, and it's it's nice to have some power tools. So I I bought myself a set.
1: Couldn't you just be happy buying a hearse or something?
0: I do want a hearse. Thank you for <laughs> reminding me. A hearse would be really cool, too.
1: HOA would love that.
0: They would love it. And <laughs> I would. I want to get a hearse, and then I want to skin it to, like, my comics. So it's basically just a hearse I could drive around with ads for my comics all over <laughs> it. I, I really do want a hearse. I know you do. So keep that in mind. Hearse, motorcycle, one the or phone. the other. No. One or the other. Hearse. All right. Well, there you go. You heard it, folks. Cindy has officially given me her blessing to purchase a hearse. I'll put a bungalow sticker on the back.
1: Oh, great.
0: And speaking of, from deep in the heart of Snake Mountain, here we are, the bungalow. I am one of your hosts, Cullen Bunn, and with me as always is...
1: Cindy Bunn.
0: And Cindy, where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at... Right now I am...
0: uh, you don't know? It's at Cindy Bun.
1: It is at Cindy Bun. I, I just confused myself because I just changed my name on Twitter for Halloween. What'd you change your name to? Cindy
0: Boo. Oh, okay. I'm skipping the the Halloween name, I think, this year. What? I don't think I'm going to do it. Why? I was going to change my name to 2020 still has three months left because I thought that was the scariest name I could come up with. That is scary. But uh, But no, I think I'm just going <laughs> to... I think last year it was Cullen Bun sized, like fun sized candy. Get it? Yeah, get it? I get it. Get it? Um, but I don't know. I just I think this year I'm skipping the the spooky name. Okay. But anyway, yes, it's at Cindy Bun.
1: It's at Cindy Bun. Or I'm kind of starting to dabble a little bit on Instagram, and on Instagram I am Mrs. Cullen Bun. <laughs>
0: there you go.
1: And I did that because I was getting all those weird friend requests from like oh yeah the the military guys and stuff, but
0: yeah. And you can find me, it's at, at Cullen Bun on Twitter, and it's Cullen Bun on Facebook, and it's Cullen <laughs> Cullen com, and it's Cullen on Patreon, Cullen Bun on Patreon, so if you can find me by my name, so look us up and follow us. Yeah. So here we are, another episode of The Bungalow, and I think the first thing we need to do um, right out the gate, we need to wish Ronnie Barron, our producer, yeah. uh, a very happy birthday today.
1: Happy birthday, Ronnie.
0: Um, That's all you're getting for your birthday, Ronnie, is a happy birthday. But there you go.
1: And a smile. Ding!
0: Yeah, can you see? You can hear the smile in our voice. <laughs> did you ever hear that when you, when you had to do phone calls and people ever tell you, smile? People can hear it in your voice. Yep. Yeah, whatever.
1: I Could was you? a bill collector and there, there was no smile in anyone's <laughs> voice. <laughs>
0: no, we might have met a few times before we met.
1: Did you have MCI long distance? No. Well then, we'd never
0: met. There you go. Well, anyway, happy birthday, Ronnie! Thanks for everything you do. We hope yes. it's a hope it's a good one for you.
1: Yeah, happy birthday, Ronnie!
0: So let's uh, let's get this party started, Cindy.
1: What, what?
0: we have, uh, you had some interesting, sort of an interesting family discovery this you week. You
1: are not kidding.
0: So why don't you? It's 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 pretty unbelievable to me. It's or at least it's it's as it stretches the you know. It's, it's the
1: kind of stuff that uh, happens to other people.
0: It happens on Lifetime movies.
1: It does. And you, you never expect it. Um, a long story short, um, my mother, how do I start this? Well, my grandfather uh, had always told my mother that he had left a family in, in Alabama that he had gone to the war and fought in the war and never went back to his family and that his family thought he was dead that he had died in the war um, so this of course kept my mother from wanting to reach out to these possible half siblings because she was afraid that their truth their whole life had been that their father had died and she didn't want to be the one to bring, you know, the, that, that news and that betrayal into their lives. So she spent her whole life wondering but never never seeking the answers. Well, fast forward to 1998. Cindy Bunn gets her first web TV <laughs> and she's got internet access. And lo and behold, I can do genealogy research, and I I had gotten into it originally for a different reason, um, because my my grandfather on my on my great grandfather on my dad's side had come over here from Russia in the early 1900s, and it had been told that our last name was actually different and that they shortened it to galler when they came over so originally that was why i got into genealogy but as it went on i talked to my mom about looking for her family possible family and she said yes let's do it well we started looking and to put it to put it nicely my grandfather was kind of
0: shady I think you I think you established that with the whole <laughs> I told my other family or I let my other family believe that I was dead,
1: yeah, um, so you know, a lot of the stuff he had told her there there were there were holes, and there were gaps in the story, there were holes, there were you know, inconsistencies, and anyway, long story short, we never found anything. Um, there were, believe it or not. Quite a few Horace wolves in the United States in the early 1900s, um, so it just became next to impossible. Well, she unfortunately passed away, not ever getting the answers to this to the story. Even though I tried as hard as I could to to get these answers for her, it just it never happened. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Then. Uh, I, we ended up remember in like December of two thousand and sixteen, we did our ancestry DNA, Yes me you and squish, and uh, it sat there for a while and and I've made connections with many people, but nobody on my maternal grandfather's side, so it it was still just this dead end, and then I noticed that I had a a match for a second cousin and it, it looked pretty obvious that it was probably from my, my maternal grandfather's side and I reached out to her and she never got back to me and then finally a couple of days ago she logged into her ancestry account and saw the message and sent me a message back and said, yes, uh, I have ancestors with the name Woof. I am part of the Wolf family. And so we started talking and putting two and two together, and she is, in fact, my second cousin. And uh, I have a ton of relatives on my mom's side.
0: Insta family.
1: Exactly. My mother had two half-sisters and uh, three half-brothers. And unfortunately, all of them have already passed as well, but you know they all had children so there are a ton of cousins <laughs> and uh so i've been spending the last couple of days getting to know my cousins that i never knew i had
0: that's crazy it's crazy yeah it's a it's a it's a shocking turn of events yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's you're being sarcastic no i'm but. serious
0: it is very strange to me i mean it just it's it's wild that you have all these people that you're talking to that you know yeah. are sort of a side of the family you didn't know.
1: I had no idea. None. And I just I'm still blown away by it. Like I still when I stop and think about it, I'm like is this really happening? Am I really Yeah. You know, are these really family? And I think they're still kind of I think they're all still kind of shocked too. Um but I mean DNA doesn't lie. You know.
0: No. So. Yeah, it's uh. That's a crazy one. Mm-hmm. Keep us posted, Cindy. I will. Tell these. I mean, sooner or later, these folks will uncover the skeletons in our closet, and then which ones? All of them. Oh my! I know, and then they'll just they'll, listen, they'll listen to the bungalow, and you'll never <laughs> hear from them again.
1: <laughs> like Cindy, who?
0: Yeah, like, no, no, thanks. We're okay. We were wrong. That
1: chick that chick is batshit crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> no, that's uh that's really it I mean it's it's fascinating to me in how uh how again it's just a matter of connectivity and being so connected yeah. with everything and everybody being able to find you and you being able to find everybody else. Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Yeah.
0: I've got enough family. I don't need to know any more minds. Oh so, my gosh. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I know I did the little <laughs> test, and I don't think I've ever even looked at my. I know you've looked at my. I've looked at it. With,
1: yeah. and a few of your relatives have reached out to me. Uh oh. And I've become friends with some of your relatives on Facebook.
0: No, okay. Oh yeah, you told me about yeah. this. yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, welcome, new relatives.
1: <laughs> it's nice to have you. Nice to have you. Take a seat. Sit a spell.
0: And listen to me talk about comic book news.
1: Yes, no. <laughs> great segue. I know,
0: right? Did you like that? I like that. Um, not a whole lot of comic book news this week. I'm still working on a lot of stuff we can't really talk about. Uh, but, you know, a couple of couple of things. Uh, first of all, um, the film adaptation of The Empty Man, the comic book series I did, uh, is scheduled for later this month to hit theaters.
1: Exciting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's moved around a lot. Um, because of the state of the world and just and various reasons. Um, but it was originally, I think, or a few weeks ago, it was supposed to be in <laughs> December. And then I got a call, and they told me, no, it's going to come out uh, October 23rd, I believe, believe. So the week before Halloween. So, um, I mean, that's pretty exciting. It's yeah, neat. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the movie's coming out. Um, if you haven't read the comic of The Empty Man... There are three trade paperbacks that you can uh, go read before you go see the movie.
1: Hurry, hurry, go get them now.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, hurry and go see the movie now, or go get the books now and read them, and then uh, you can go see the movie. Or Yeah, like I said, it, it according to what they've told me, it's coming out in theaters, so we'll see. Uh, that can all change. <laughs> I mean, I could pick up my phone right now, and it could be completely different, but... Right now, it's October twenty third. So, yay! Go grab the trade paperbacks. Read That's them. right. You can get them from your local comic shop; they can order them for you, or you can get them from Amazon. So there you go. <laughs> um, and then the only other news I have is uh, it was just that we announced today. Uh, Mad Cave Studios um, announced a an anthology that they'll be releasing. That uh, it's sort of an anthology of horror stories based on the grim fairy tales. Most of the, I think, uh, or a lot of the stories in the book are going to be from um, a, uh, new writers, people who've won, and new artists, people who have won their uh, one Mad Caves talent search. But they wanted a couple of established people in it as well, and I'm going to be in that book. I'm doing a really long short, a really long story for for that anthology. Uh, I don't have the release date yet or I even a title but uh we're working on it. So um
1: Do you know which uh Grimm's fairy tale you'll be working on or can you say?
0: Um I don't know. I mean I, I in my head I know. Oh okay. But I got to make sure I get it all, all approved by the uh, gotcha. by the, the the publisher and and make sure everything's clear from that you know <laughs> from that perspective. But other than that that's it. That's my comic book news this week. That's so it? I know I know. A feature film based on my works coming out. That's it, Cindy. <laughs> nothing's ever, nothing's ever good enough for you, is it?
1: Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, we talked about uh, throughout the month of October. We were going to discuss um, spooky happenings. Ooh. Spooky. spooky. <gasps> So here we are. It's time to talk about some spooky happenings. And I think uh, last week we ta- or last time we talked about our encounters with uh, an alien life form. Yes. And this week we're going to talk about the house we used to live in that was haunted. You it just was. looked over your shoulder like something was sneaking up I on did.
1: you. I did. I'm getting <laughs> creeped out. It's because there's no lights on down here except for that desk lamp. It's creeping me out, man.
0: Sorry. Well, let's tell the story of our haunted house.
1: Okay, so the house that we lived in in St. Louis, it was the house that I grew up in, and uh, it was the house that my father died in. Um, He died in his sleep. It was a very peaceful, you know, passing, but he I don't think he was ready to go. (laughs) I don't think he was ready to leave because he was—sorry— Look at her dog looking at us. I know. <laughs> her dog's shadow's looking at us like, what are you talking about? But uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So my dad passed away, and Cullen and I ended up buying the house and remodeling it, and, uh, and then we moved into it. And um, it was a few months after we moved in, and it was, uh, well, backtracking a little bit, it was a split-level house and the the downstairs was simply consist simply consisted of the um uh, the laundry room and your office it was just a big long office and a bathroom and um i was and the only computer we had in the house was in your office right and i had gotten home from work i always get home a little bit before you and i was down in your office and i was playing on the computer and I'm sitting there and I hear, I distinctly hear these footsteps upstairs. And my initial reaction was, oh, did Colin get home and I didn't hear him come in the house? So I sat there for a minute and I heard the footsteps again. And then I thought, oh, it's probably the cats. Because we had two overweight cats. And so I thought they're upstairs messing around. And then I heard the footsteps again. And as I'm hearing the footsteps that time, I realized that both the cats are down in the office with me. So I'm like, okay, somebody's in our house. Something is going on. So I, uh, I go to, I come out of the office and I'm at the foot of the steps. And I hear the footsteps. And I don't even know what possessed me to do it. But I immediately said, dad, is that you? And they stopped. And from that point on, we had all kinds of weird little things that would always happen in that house. Right. And
0: um, yeah, you were, remember you we the when we were watching TV that uh-huh. one night.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: so we were watching TV, and uh, the electri- the electrical system in that house was all <laughs> weird anyway. Super janky. Yeah, but uh, our satellite was hooked to an outlet. In the back of the house, that was attached to the light switch. So if you switch, the, you know, if you flip the switch off, our satellite went out, and uh, and we were watching TV one night
1: in the living room.
0: In the living room, and suddenly everything went to static.
1: Yep, I remember that.
0: And I went to go see if something was wrong with the satellite, and when I got back there, the light switch had been turned off. Yeah, which it was absolutely. It was it had to be on, or we wouldn't have been getting anything. Right. Right. and then when uh when it we went back it was turned off you know and and not just you know it wasn't that the 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 you know the breaker tripped or something right. the, the light switch was turned down yeah. and I don't know how that could have happened
1: there's no, there was nobody was in the house we didn't have squish yet yeah it this was, was, it was yeah. us
0: um and then a while later, I think we were in San Diego we right? were. We went to San Diego and we had uh, our friend Jimmy Z was uh, staying at our house, doing you know, watching the cats and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. And uh, he texted us while we were in San Diego <laughs> one day. And he said, something weird's going on in your house. And he sent us a picture. <laughs> and he said, well he, well, he said he went, he was in the kitchen for a second. He came out, everything was normal. And when he went back and he walked back to the kitchen a few minutes later, and and then the picture was what it was supposed to look like. And in the picture, every cabinet was open.
1: Every even the dishwasher.
0: The dishwasher was open. The under the sink was open. So every drawer and cabinet was open in our yep. in our um in our kitchen. And he's, I mean, Jimmy has always sworn it was he, you know, there was no one else in the house, and he didn't do it. So for somehow all these cabinets and drawers and dishwasher everything opened up on its yep. own.
1: And we had issues with. With doors in the kitchen being open all the time too, we just got used to it.
0: Right, I just assumed always it was you, <laughs> but you weren't there that time with Jimmy. Exactly. So uh, something weird happened. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was very spooky. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, there it is.
1: And we- now your mother haunts our house here in
0: Spring. Well, we've said that for sure. We we have a, a bureau that my mom had, I mean, has always had. When I was a baby, she had this bureau, and it was always in her house. And when she passed away, I managed to get the bureau from North Carolina and bring it here. And, um, and uh, you know, who knows? It's an old piece of furniture. It could be, maybe it's just not very level. But the doors sure. of this bureau always open up. You know, they'll just <laughs> creak open at various times. Yep. <laughs> and we've all, you know, uh, we, we've just said this. my mom letting us know she's with us. Because I,
1: I talk to her when, when the doors open and I go to shut it. I always say, hey, mama.
0: <laughs> there you are. Um,
1: <laughs> Got to respect the dead, man.
0: This month, especially. Right. Um, the The veil between worlds is very thin right now. <laughs> very thin um so speaking of thin veils between worlds how's that for a segue i'm doing really you are just nailing it i'm a segue master today (laughs) um so right before we started to record this just uh, about an hour before we recorded i sent a tweet out to ask people ask people if they had any questions they wanted us to Uh to tackle here so
1: they're all for you right
0: no, they're not. What? Some of them some of them are for you, and some of them are for both of us.
1: Oh, my gosh. So, Thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to read some of these questions, and we'll see if we can answer them for us. Okay. So first off, we have a question from Mr. Macabre.
1: Oh, boy, this will be a doozy.
0: Right, it's always buckle up with Mr. Yeah. Macabre. That evil little leprechaun <laughs> enters our life. Um, he asks... How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood?
1: Well, he would chuck as much as a woodchuck could chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood.
0: <laughs> Boom. Is, is that the
1: official answer to that? That's the one I always learned.
0: I guess yeah. all right. I just I always knew the the question he asked, but I didn't I guess I didn't know there was a answer. I would have said two. I don't know. <laughs> so there you go, Mr. McCann. Um Uh, Scott Schmidt asks you a question.
1: Thanks, Scott.
0: Well, hold on. It's about me. (laughs) So he asks, what's your favorite Cullen Bunn story?
1: Hmm. Now, wait, is he talking about comics, or is he talking about, like, a moment with you?
0: I think he's probably talking about something in life, a story I've, a story I may have told or something. Oh,
1: Okay. Um,
0: but I don't know. Maybe who knows?
1: Well, my favorite story—I don't know. It's—it's it's hard. It's between two. Okay. It would be uh, eight ball. Okay. Or it would be uh, the story about being a sarm boy.
0: A sarm boy. Well, we and we've told the eight ball story um, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've m- at least once on the bungalow about when I was attacked by a cougar. Uh, in North Carolina, and uh, and it mauled me for a little bit, and its name was Eight Ball, Eight Ball, the <laughs> Friendly Cougar, uh, and and yeah, go back, you'll find that story on one of these episodes, yeah. I'm sure, um, and yeah, Sarm Boy, i had forgotten about that when uh when I was a kid, um I had a, a problem, I could not pronounce the letter F, uh, it it all came out as S's.
1: Mm-hmm. which is kind of common for little kids
0: yeah it, it you know so it, you know fat furry fox for instance was always sat Surrey socks for me you know and things like that and i did speech therapy and stuff to, to get past it but during that time um my parents took us to a straw a strawberry a strawberry patch you know <laughs> pick your own strawberry place yes um and i get and we lived on a farm out in the middle of. Uh, of Newton Grove, North Carolina. But we went to the strawberry patch. And I was uh, was proud of living on that farm, I guess. But uh, I remember this day Mm -hmm. vividly. And I remember picking strawberries, and I really liked eating green strawberries, like before they were ripe. And I was eating a bunch of green strawberries off the vine, and this lady, I don't know who she was, she wasn't with us, came up and said to me, um, you shouldn't eat those you'll get a, a belly ache if you eat green strawberries <laughs> um, and I, I, I looked at my parents and I said she doesn't know I'm a sarm boy <laughs> and uh, uh, but first of all mind your own business lady if I want to eat green strawberries I want to eat green strawberries
1: I'm surprised your mom didn't say anything she, to I
0: her. don't remember but I, I'd be surprised my mom didn't either but <laughs> The, the cabinet door just opened slowly. The, the bureau <laughs> door just slid right? open because of her anger over someone. <laughs> yeah, my mom was never one. She did not want anyone correcting her kids in front of her or anywhere around her. Yeah. You know That was her job. I mean, and she did it well. So <laughs> she didn't need no damn help. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. All right, next question is from Aaron Bell. Okay. Aaron asks us, if given the chance to kill off Ronnie Barron in a comic, <laughs> what method would you use? And how many others would you have to scrap, even though they would be terrific? Thank you. I'll hang up and listen to the response. So, so first of all, Aaron, come on. That's bad taste, bad form, man. It's Ronnie's birthday.
1: Tow truck crucifix.
0: Yeah, I was going to say crocodile. <laughs> but, but Ooh, We could merge them. Merge a crocodile oh. driving a tow truck yeah. with a cru- crucif- crucifix and, on the and back. Ronnie's on
1: a crucifix on the back.
0: I mean, that's bad taste though. It's his birthday. Yeah. So right? rude. Come on, rude. Rude, Aaron. Um, Aaron asks us another question. Oh, okay. Follow up. What's your favorite Schwarzenegger movie and why is it the Running Man? <laughs> well, first of all, my favorite is not the Running Man. And Running Man's great and I love that movie, but it's not my favorite. What about you, Cindy? What's your favorite? Is Running Man your favorite? No. Okay, what's your favorite? I don't
1: want to say. You're going to laugh at me.
0: I'm not going to laugh. Go ahead. Twins. I knew it was going to be Twins. (laughs) I could have bet any amount of money it was going to be Twins. Twins is a good movie. Twins is all right. Um, I thought you said nine months. That might have been a different story. (laughs) In mine, I don't know what my favorite one is. I mean...
1: It's not Kindergarten Cop?
0: It's not Kindergarten (laughs) Cop. I mean, there's so many great... You know, Terminator or... Predator, or mm. Commando, or uh, True Lies—they're all these great movies that I would probably put at least equal with Running Man, if not maybe even over Running Man. So Running Man's great, but it's not my favorite.
1: True Lies was the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I never saw that movie, but I had the soundtrack.
0: It's a good. It's a good movie. Um. So, um, Lord Doom of Nerd Blitz which is a
1: pod... That's Scooby.
0: All right, well, Scooby... Scooby Doom. ...of Nerd Blitz Podcast has asked us a question. He asked us
1: a question?
0: His question is, do you like me? Yes, no, or maybe?
1: Yes.
0: Well, there you go. I
1: would have given you a maybe.
0: But, okay, I like you just (gasps) fine. Don't
1: disrespect the Doom. Come (laughs) on, man.
0: All right. I got
1: your back, Scoob.
0: (laughs) Next question Adrian Calva asked us, or asked, hey, this one's for me, how did you come out with the Magneto series? Um, and that's, you know, that's a book I did a, a few years back, but it's, it's pr- honestly, it's pretty simple. Marvel called me and asked if I wanted to, to try my hand at writing uh, a book based on Magneto and asked what I would do with the series. So I put together a pitch uh, with this idea of Magneto as sort of this lone Avenger he was sort of depowered and more like, uh, sort of a Punisher take on Magneto, um, which was inspired by this scene from X Men First Class. This great scene where Magneto encounters these uh, two Nazis in a in a bar. But that's sort of the the in the DNA of what I wanted to do. And I went and I wrote. If you read if you read Magneto, the first couple of pages is about this guy telling this story about Magneto killing this guy in a restaurant. And he says, you know, my, he, he used his powers to pull the guy's fillings out of his teeth. And then he replaced those fillings. And you cut to a, to the street outside, and you see the guy in the street. And these signposts have been driven through the guy's head and out the back of his skull. And he's like impaled on them in the street. <laughs> so I wrote that scene with my pitch. And that's how I pitched it to Marvel. And, uh, and that's what got me that that book. So there you go. That's how that one happened.
1: And we all lived happily ever after. Well, I don't know about that,
0: but it was a fun book. I'm proud of that story that I told Yeah, um, Mitchy Halloween has a couple of couple of questions. The first one is, what's your favorite horror comic of all time? Do you have a favorite horror comic, Cindy?
1: I don't read a lot of comics, so it would have to be Harrow
0: County. That's a good choice. Harrow County is a great choice. Um, if I'm going to pick like a single issue, Mitchie, um, I'm gonna say Saga of the Swamp Thing number 28, which was uh, during the Alan, the the famous Alan Moore run. Um, it was it's the issue that has Swamp Thing holding a skeleton on the cover, and it's uh, the story where Swamp Thing has always thought he was always thought that when Alec Holland was ex- you know blown up in this lab experiment, he's always believed that he turned into Swamp Thing, uh, and that's the issue where Swamp Thing finds out that he wasn't turned into, he wasn't Alec Holland, that Alec Holland really died in the swamp, in the explosion. And Swamp Thing was really just a plant that thought it was Alec Holland. And, uh, and it's an interesting issue. It has a lot, uh, I think it has some really cool elements of what it means to be alive and what it, you know what consciousness means and things like that. So that's my favorite single issue. Everyone should read it if you haven't. But most people who read horror comics probably have read that. Um, and Mitchie's follow-up question: Why are you guys so amazing? Aww. What do you think, Cindy? Why are we so amazing?
1: We just are genetics. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you for saying yeah, so. Thank uh, you. If you think we're amazing, it's uh, whatever makes us amazing to you. <laughs> um. Maddie P. from, I think it's Off the Table podcast and History t- History Table pod, hmm. h- um, asked us a question. What is your favorite comic strip? Strip. Strip. Yeah.
1: Well, mine would be peanuts.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, if you didn't say peanuts, something was probably wrong yeah. with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I when I was little, though, my favorite thing on the weekends was getting up on Saturday morning and. We had a whole section of the newspaper that was just all comic strips, and I would read those over and over and over again. Yeah, I remember the order the the order of them. It. it was first it was Beetle Bailey,
0: mm-hmm. and then it
1: was Blondie, and then oh my gosh, I just forgot the third one.
0: Was it Andy Cap? Yes, yeah, yes, Andy Cap. When I was a kid, Andy Cap. I love drawing Andy Cap. Yeah. Yeah, when I was when I was a kid, we used to go. I used to go to the neighbor's house when their grandchildren were visiting, and I remember on the weekends we'd put those the comic strip section out, mm-hmm. and we'd all draw them and try to you know try to copy them, mm. and then we'd uh, we'd get silly putty and try to pull the <laughs> yep. art off the page with silly putty and yep. stuff like that. Um, Good times. And I think my favorite comic strip would be Calvin and Hobbes.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Calvin and Hobbes and, you know, maybe followed closely by the far side. Okay. So those are my favorite comic strips. And then I think this is the last question. Okay. Joshua Smith asks, if you could keep one Halloween decoration, what would it be? So, first off, we got rid of all of our Halloween decorations. We'd make a lot of space in the house and the garage.
1: It would be empty.
0: Yeah, I mean, because we keep, I mean, I have lots of, I mean, I have a Halloween village that's up all year round. And then I have another shelf full of Halloween statues that's up all year round. And I have a Halloween tree right behind us that's up all year round. And then we have tons of of Halloween materials. But what are you thinking? If I could keep just one, if you could keep just one, what would it be?
1: I'm going to, because it's a set, I'm going to count it as one. And that's the plastic pumpkin men up on our fireplace mantel. Oh, yeah. I love them.
0: Yeah, so that's a good one. They have sentimental value to me. Yeah. uh, Because now these are replacements. I bought them over the years since my parents had them. When I was a kid, my parents had these two um, scarecrow pumpkins. It's called blow mold is the... The, the mm. form, whatever it's called, whatever it, they're made out of, it's a blow mold, and one is like a a happy homeless scarecrow <laughs> with a pumpkin face, and he's kind of tipping his hat, and then the other has like a witch's hat on it. But yeah, those that's probably the ones I would say too, just yeah. because uh, they remind me so much of my childhood. Yeah, me um, too. And and that's those ones I keep. Either that or I, the Sam animatronic from oh,
1: that's a good one from
0: the movie Trick or Treat. I keep it in my office all the time anyway. Um so maybe maybe that, but uh but probably the blow mold scarecrow the, the homeless scarecrow would be my yeah. Would be my uh yeah. the one I keep if we if I could if I it would be a tough day to get rid of all my Halloween stuff. A tough tough day. I can't day. even imagine. I know. But thank you. Thank you all for your questions. Yes, um, thank we'll, you. We'll try to do this uh I like taking questions, so we'll do that a little more often too. <laughs> um but now after those questions, it's time for Cindy's News of the Weird. Do you have some weird stories for us this week? Oh, yes. All right, let's hear them.
1: Well, let's see here. I like this one. Okay. So this woman in, uh, where was she? New York State. Okay. This woman in in upstate New York was arrested for... Allegedly using six children to steal Trump campaign signs from people's homes. (laughs) She was charged with six six counts of endangering the welfare of a child, criminal possession of stolen property, petty larceny, marijuana possession. (laughs) And here's my these are my favorites. And as well as two citations for seatbelt violations involving children less than 15 years old.
0: Well, she got to keep the seatbelts off of them. Otherwise, they can't hop out of the van right? and go grab the signs fast enough. <laughs> I mean, come on. So she's like the Fagan of Oliver Twist. Yes. Only with kids stealing Trump signs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Did she have anything to say for herself?
1: No, not not in this article. She didn't.
0: So, I mean, it
1: was pretty much a shut and, you know, open and shut case. They caught her. She had the signs in her car. She had the kids in her car. So...
0: Well, I don't know what I say to that woman except... She
1: has to appear in court at a later date. It just happened the other day.
0: I, mean, I don't really know how to how to tell this woman. Can we send her a bungalow shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you lady for your public service. <laughs> I mean, yes, you right? are you might be endangering children, but uh, But you're
1: all aces in our book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's I mean, look, whatever. But it's funny that she's I do like the idea that she's like this uh this mastermind of stealing <laughs> Trump signs.
1: I imagine a bunch of sticky-handed lollipop-eating rugrats rolling out of a station wagon.
0: <laughs> <Just> grabbing signs. <laughs>
1: grabbing signs. <laughs> Leaving dumb, dumb wrappers on the lawn. <laughs> all um,
0: right, what else you got? All right,
1: next one. This is also a PSA. Okay. You need to be careful when you're eating your black licorice because a man in Massachusetts died overdosing on black licorice. What, yep, absolutely he was a fifty four year old guy he overdosed on black licorice. The candy contains I don't even know how to pronounce this glyceric acid, which caused the man's potassium levels to plummet, really, yep, and
0: is it only black licorice that yeah. contains this yeah, really,
1: yeah, huh,
0: oh. um. Well, first of all...
1: But but here's the thing. Even eating a small amount of black licorice...
0: is terrible. Why would you ever be, do it?
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> it's disgusting. But um, even a little bit can like raise your blood pressure. Wow. I never knew that. I mean, I don't eat it, so it's not a problem. Well, but.
0: I can tell you that uh, we used to go, when I was a kid, we'd go to Raleigh, North Carolina, and we'd go to the mall there. And there was a... When I was very little, and I remember there was a candy store, and... They had licorice, and they had the red and the black, and they had the Twizzler-like licorice, but they also had, like, long yeah. ropes, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and I loved it, and I remember, I don't know if it was my brother or who it was, but went to get me some licorice, and they brought back a rope, like, a big bundle of rope of black licorice, Ew. and I'm, I probably, it, it it traumatized me. It traumatized me that anyone would try to give me black licorice because that's the worst candy. It's awful. It is. It is not good. It doesn't taste good. It's, ugh. Do they make black Twizzlers? Black licorice Twizzlers?
1: Sorry, the cat just scratched me. I don't think
0: so. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like maybe they used to. But I don't know. Uh, I
1: I always knew they made like chocolate flavor. You no, know, maybe that's what I'm thinking. And of. And they made ch- like the cherry or strawberry and
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. once told me that it's if it if it's not the black licorice, it's not really licorice. It's something <laughs> else. It should be called something else, like candy twists or sounds candy. like a
1: licorice snob to me.
0: <laughs> a licorice snob. Well, I'm a licorice snob because I would never eat if I, I just black licorice is the worst. It tastes so bad. Ugh. Uh, but um, I feel bad that this, that's how this, that, what a terrible way to go.
1: Yeah, he uh, he was eating lunch at a fast food restaurant. And uh, it, it he had switched from red licorice to black licorice. And there was his era. And he reportedly ate a bag or more of the candy per day.
0: Man. I mean, of all the ways to go, I'd take but, drowning over black
1: licorice. But listen to this. <laughs> this is kind of scary, though. the. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration warns that if you're over 40 years of age, eating two ounces of black licorice a day for at least two weeks could land you in the hospital with an irregular heart rhythm or arrhythmia due to the presence of the compound in the candy.
0: The irony of it is it's people over 40 that eat black licorice. Right, right. I said, hold on, people over 60, 65. But that's that's old man candy. Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, he he collapsed, and the the EMT got, you know got there, and they did CPR, and they got him to the hospital, but he ended up dying 32 hours later.
0: Well, that's a terrible way to go. I hate to hear it. Sorry for him. But yeah. there you go. Don't eat black licorice. Don't eat folks. black
1: licorice. It'll kill you.
0: Quicker than a bullet.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm saving the best for last, my friend.
0: Okay, I'm buckled up and ready.
1: So, this condom company in Vietnam...
0: Mm, all the best stories start this way.
1: ...is being investigated. Do you know why they're being investigated?
0: The, um, they are producing mm. ineffective condoms. Like, they're not... No. They're, oh, okay.
1: No. Well, they are, but that's not...
0: Okay. Okay. Uh,
1: they were found to be recycling used condoms... For resale. Okay. Here's the best part, and this is mind-boggling to me. The factory had recycled 320,000 used condoms. Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Wait. There's something. (laughs) How do they get the used condoms to recycle?
1: The owner of the company bought them from some guy they don't have any information. Everything
0: about that is wrong. Right? First of all, I'm not one to bust on anybody for making a living. However you've <laughs> got to make a living. If you, you know, what you got to do, <laughs> you got to do. But really, if the way you're making your living is finding used condoms, yep, and then selling them to the condom manufacturer, that's that's grim. That's a dark future. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently it was an organization, so there were more than one. This was like a a used condom monopoly.
0: Like a network of people out there finding... (laughs) Do condoms cost that much to make in the first
1: place? I don't know. I wouldn't think so.
0: I mean, it seems like that's a lot of effort. Yeah. A lot of gross, gross effort. (laughs)
1: Well, she washed them and reshaped them and packaged them into the into the plastic packages. oh well, yeah, you know
0: I mean I have so many I'm growing as a human because I have so many jokes I would like to tell right now that are completely inappropriate for anyone but um yeah, uh, this is the disturbing story that you've told me you're welcome is is that your that's how you want us to leave? You want to leave the bungalow tonight with a story of recycled condoms? Ugh. Yeah.
1: Welcome to my nightmare.
0: It really is. We should have told that in the spooky happenings section.
1: <laughs> Here's my best part. Here's my favorite part. Oh, no. of the Of the article. Yes. The newspaper quoted a health official as saying the recycled condoms posed an extreme health risk to users.
0: You think? Duh. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Ugh, this is horrifying, Cindy. You've,
1: You're welcome.
0: I have so many questions about...
1: Do you hear the smile in my voice? You're welcome.
0: <laughs> I do hear the smile in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cindy. Well, thank you for sharing um, that, I guess. it's Really, I mean, somewhere out there, there's a dude in, it's Vietnam. You yes. Said? Dude in Vietnam, eating black licorice, scooping used condoms out of alleyways, mm. and that's his life. Just saying. Could be worse. So the next time you think, yeah, let's end this on a positive note. When you're thinking about (laughs) how how bad your life is and how awful everything is, (laughs) just remember that you could be eating black licorice and scooping used condoms out of an alley.
1: That's right.
0: So there you go. That's our moment of positivity, (laughs) our moment of zen.
1: You can do it.
0: All right, Cindy, take us home.
1: So long from the bungalow, where the air is salty And so are we. Ding
0: Welcome to the Bungalow.
1: Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale come coming through. bout to let it, let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Yeah. Life loving comics is the place, to be. The place to, be. to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes. Tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird. I know you can't get enough. us comic corner. Yeah, it's where. It goes down, welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show Cindy and Cali, come in today, about to let it go Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat yeah. Life-loving comics is the place to be So welcome to the bungalow From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain Let's go